All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brownson Arabiji. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak on esotericism, also known to some as esoteric knowledge, which when you begin to dive deep into what this means, you begin to understand how many label this as hidden or forbidden knowledge from the masses. And I have been seeing this terminology for quite some time throughout my life, at least the last few years. And, you know, I would look into it. I would see the people promoting it. I would do my best to understand it. But it wasn't until, you know, the last year, year and a half where I've really seen the conversation of esotericism being brought up even more. You know, maybe I was just naive. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention, but the most I put it on my spirit to look into this and break it down to the best of my abilities. And of course, it's something that I want to continue to learn. I want to continue to understand what this means so that we can dive deep into whether it is something that is beneficial for people or whether this is something that has been another layer of deception. So we're gonna do a deep dive into the topic of esotericism, also known as esoteric knowledge. And what I've really started to understand is that esotericism is a part of every, you know, it's a part of every part of our world essentially this reality that they've put together for us you know you could think of any topic and there really would be an esoteric side to it a deeper you know more hidden side to it with more meaning i mean if you really think about the etymology of of language and words and how words carry multiple meanings and how words have been created to be magic you know a snake language such as you know english has multiple layers then you'll start to understand why esotericism is very important to the nephilim the elite bloodlines to those who practice it you know when you think about it just the idea that something is hidden from the majority of the people should be a a red flag it should be a red flag because when you hide a perspective when you hide facts when you hide information from a person that person is not going to be able to make a conscientious decision how can you make a right decision for yourself when you're not given all the facts it's no different than what we're seeing today with the so-called pandemic 
you can only get your facts from the mainstream media, from your so-called experts and your so-called leaders. And you can't deviate from that, regardless of whether you listen to a CNN or a Fox or you're the right or left paradigm in terms of a pandemic. Yeah, you, you, you can only get that information from them and any of the handlers or puppets that they use. But when you actually start looking into things, you actually can understand that there is an esoteric side to this whole pandemic and all pandemics. You can begin to see that there has been hidden information, hidden evidence, hidden facts that have been kept from the populace. And when you start to dive even deeper, you see how they've leveraged words. They've changed definitions. I mean, think about how the definition of a vaccine has changed. Think about how they carefully tap dance using certain definitions. They'll they'll say jabbed or injected or inoculated instead of vaccinated. You know, they will stay vaccinated, but ultimately they want to separate themselves in a sense of plausible deniability to be able to say, hey, well, We already told you it was a gene editing. We already told you this. You see, that hidden knowledge that, you know, that secret doctrine really can be harmful to an individual. Could be really harmful to you. You know, think about it from the perspective of the indoctrination systems of education, finance, government, healthcare, and religion. And tell me there's not an esoteric side to all of those. Tell me that there isn't secret doctrines or hidden information, because there definitely is. Within education, they're going to give you a textbook. They're going to give you a teacher, a professor. They're going to give you standardized tests so that you become a part of the herd mentality, so that you think the same way as the average person. But when you think about the esoteric secret side to education, a real education would be the development of skills. And that's what they don't want you to know. Skills such as knowing how to live off the land, knowing how to plant a seed, knowing how to grow your own foods, taking control of what you put into your body and understanding exactly what goes into what you're eating, what you're consuming. You know, developing skills such as how to build your own home, how to fix your own car, you know, how to create furniture, how to do anything with your hands, how to survive in the forest, how to forge food, how to learn plant identification. You know, the list goes on and on. Just just simple nutrition is not taught. That's another aspect to so-called education that they're not telling you. They're not giving, they're not educating you in a way that is going to make you independent. You're being educated in a way where you are 100% dependent for your whole entire life. The whole lifespan of a human being is spent in bondage. If you follow the indoctrination camp paths perfectly, you know, you're born, you're born in a hospital in a random location with strangers, you're, you're vaccinated, you're, you're, you're given 
you know, your parents sign off on your birth certificate, basically giving you away to the state, to the federal government. Therefore, you're given a social security number, basically a way to track you. Then oftentimes the child or the newborn only has a few weeks with mom before mom has to return to work. So newborn is separated, possibly goes to a daycare. If you're lucky, family members can take care of it. If you're lucky, you have a two-parent household where the the father, the the, the dad, the husband is taking care of the money. You know, it, it's they make it very difficult for you to understand how to maneuver because it's next to impossible to live naturally in this system. From there, the child gets old enough to get into the public school system, you know, because of course the parents have been brainwashed into believing that they have no education, that they they don't know how to do anything for themselves. So therefore they need to send that child off to a stranger. That child goes through the indoctrination system, is taught that they need money to survive later in life, is taught that they have to further their education, take out loans, you know, be successful, da 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 pay taxes, pay rent for the whole life, and then do that until they die. But in reality, those who are in power, those who are controlling all of this, understand the deeper meaning behind life. They understand that that's not how the Most High created us to be. That we were meant to be free. That we were meant to share and collaborate all of the resources, not hoard it, not control it, not poison it, and then redistribute it. No, we were supposed to share it. We weren't supposed to be working for no one other than ourselves and our family. You see, the esoteric knowledge is very deep because only a select few actually really understand that. It's going to be your nephilim elite bloodlines and it's going to be the people who actually look for the truth i'm not talking about people who find a religion or find a demigod and then they just stay there i'm talking about people who have even gone through religion and have gotten out of religion by questioning that said religion because that's really what it takes for you to find so-called esoteric meaning behind everything it's no different than the money they give us. You know, these elites, do you think they really care about money when they own all of the world's resources, natural resources? Do you think they care? No, they give the money to us. They cut down our they cut down the world's trees, then give us money in exchange for our energy, in exchange for our life force. That's why they're able to give you the concept of time. To have you stressed out, to have you anxious, to have you worried, to have you focused on being, oh, productive, oh, time management. I just need to work on my time management. My life's a mess, but, you know, it's my fault because of my time management. All of these things are a deception. Those in power know what's going on. They know that the government that they gave you was only created to control you and to destroy you. But we're taught that authority, control, dominion, governance, you know, all of that is what we should be looking up to, what we should be aspiring to be. I mean, that's why you see people out in the world tying up their face, their nose and their mouth against their own common sense and discernment. 
because the authority said so. The government. Same thing with the healthcare system. We used to go, we went from a holistic, natural approach to allopathic, unnatural, genetically modified, eugenics, transhumanist driven approach to healthcare, barbaric approach to healthcare. And those with control understand that that's not really what healthcare is about. Do you think they go and take the same procedures that we do? Those in power? Do you think they're doing the same? Do you think they're even eating the same foods that we're eating? You'd be unwise to think that. You think that they're even living in the same locations as us? You'd be unwise to think that. That healthcare is for you and I. That's what it's for. To keep you in a perpetual state of dependence. A perpetual state of sickness and disease. And let's think about religion. What it's sold to the the populace as. They give you so many religions to choose from. It's like Baskin Robbins, right? You got all these flavors, all these options. Thinking that, oh my God, this one is... This one is different than this one. No, when they're all inherently the same. They're all meant to brainwash you. To bring you to a lowly point where you're dependent on a fairy tale savior. I don't care if if your savior is Buddha. I don't care if your savior is Allah or Jehovah or Yahweh or Yahuwah or Yahawashi. I don't care about all of the names you you use. What, El Shaddai? Hashem? Hmm? You think we don't know what these names mean, that these deities, they have nothing to do with the Most High. But of course, they're created in order to keep you in line, to keep you at bay, to keep you waiting on the Savior. So that you're not active. You're not actively trying to wake, to open your eyes. You're just waiting. I mean, think about all of the religious zealots. That's what the vast majority of them are. And I'm, that's not to say that some people aren't, you know, sharing information and trying to wake people up who are in religion. I didn't say that. What I'm saying is the vast majority of them are all split down the line. I mean, they can't even get their denominations right. So what makes you think that they're all going to be on the same page? Some of them don't even know about the mark of the beast. Some of them haven't even read Revelation. So what's going on here, people? What What is really going on? What is the esoteric side to all of these indoctrination systems? And we're going to do a deep dive into esotericism. And we're going to relate it to all of these indoctrination systems of education, finance, government, healthcare, and religion. Because all of these, these aspects, all of these pillars are what drive our societies are what keeps us in bondage and enslaved so let's start with the definition of esotericism got a few definitions the holding of secret doctrines the practice of limiting knowledge to a small group private secret confidential an interest in terms of a special, rare, novel, or unusual quality. So let's think about these definitions for a second. 
the one that sticks out to me is the practice of limiting knowledge to a small group you know you could just think about though the world hierarchy i spoke about it in that episode of world hierarchy how everything is set up you know you have these nephilim these fallen angel bloodlines whatever you want to call them at the top and then from there they give you the indoctrination systems and for me in my opinion it goes nephilim slash elite bloodlines to religion because religion runs government religion runs education religion runs finance and and healthcare. you know why because religion supports all of those even though their book even though in their cube they tell you not to rely on man or government anything like that but they'll still continue to support it because it's tied to it so underneath religion all these indoctrination systems you have your so-called secret societies and that's why i don't specifically say oh this one's responsible for the no no they're all the same they all just do different things you know what what you think the roman catholic church and the jesuits and freemasons and the occult the bavarian illuminati you know all of these names the the boule do you think they don't all have the same goal at the end of the day you don't think that they all are holding secret doctrines and limiting their knowledge to a small group you know they'll they'll lead you to believe that you know a lot of those groups are at odds or some of them were started to be benevolent and this that and the third but no you got to understand that this is all nephilim hybrid elite bloodline created for a reason to keep you distracted to keep you running down this rabbit hole instead of coming to the conclusion that they're all one in the same that all even thinking about government every single world government is tied to every single individual country government continent government is tied to the world government and let's get into some of the history of esotericism According to the slife.org article entitled, What is Western Esotericism? Western Esotericism, also known as Esotericism, and sometimes a Western mystery tradition, is a term under which scholars have categorized a wide range of loosely related ideas and movements which have developed within Western society. These ideas and currents are united by the fact that they are largely distinct from both from Orthodox Judeo-Christian religion and from Enlightenment rationalism. So remember what we're reading in terms of what we go through today. I'm going to reread that sentence so we know where it comes from. These ideas and currents are united by the fact that they are largely distinct both from Orthodox Judeo-Christian religion and from Enlightenment Enlightenment rationalism. Like I said, everything comes from some kind of religion, people. And of course, they're going to give you, you know, Enlightenment, oh, the Enlightenment period, the Enlightenment movement, all the same people. All based upon the same principles of, you know, deception. The article continues with esotericism has pervaded various forms of Western philosophy, religion, 
pseudoscience, art, literature, and music continuing to affect intellectual ideas and popular culture. The idea of grouping a wide range of Western traditions and philosophies together under the category that is now termed esotericism developed in Europe during the late 17th century. Various academics have debated how to define Western esotericism with a number of different options proposed. One scholarly model adopts its definition of esotericism from certain esoterist schools of thought themselves, treating esotericism as a perennialist hidden inner tradition. A second perspective sees esotericism as a category that encompasses movements which embrace an enchanted worldview in the face of increasing dischantment. A third views Western esotericism as a category encompassing all of Western's cultures, rejected knowledge that is accepted neither by the scientific establishment nor by orthodox religious authorities. And that's a lot of the deception that they'll tell you that, hey, this hidden knowledge, you know, all these different practices, and we'll get into what a lot of this hidden knowledge and practices are. They're going to say that, you know, the establishment themselves have, you know, rejected the notion of these things and you got to understand it's deeper than that the earliest traditions which later analysis would label as forms of western esotericism emerged in the eastern mediterranean during late antiquity where hermeticism gynosticism and neoplatonism developed as schools of thought distinct from what became mainstream Christianity. Renaissance Europe saw increasing interest in many of these other ideas, older ideas, with various intellectuals combining pagan philosophies with the Kabbalah and Christian philosophy, resulting in the emergence of esoteric movements like Christian the- theosophy. So y- y- they're basically a admitting to them that various intellectuals combined pagan philosophies with the Kabbalah, which we know what that's about, and Christian philosophy. So they're basically taking everything and making it into this jumbo soup. And then they're going to sell it to you like, hey, wait a minute. Well, Suedo, you know, science doesn't agree with this. Religion doesn't agree with this. So this must be hidden knowledge. And then, of course, people are going to run towards that. You know, they give you the deception of all these indoctrination systems and then they create secondary indoctrination systems for people to fall into it really is no different the 17th century saw the development of initiatory societies professing esoteric knowledge such as rosicrucianism and freemasonry while the Age of Enlightenment of the 18th century led to the development of new forms of esoteric thought. The 19th century saw the emergence of new trends of esoteric thought that have come to be known as occultism. Prominent groups in this century included the Theosophical Society and the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, 
modern paganism developed within occultism and includes religious movements such as Wicca. Esoteric ideas permeated the counterculture of the 1960s and later cultural tendencies from which emerged the New Age phenomenon in the 1970s. So you see that? That's how they can give you a New Age phenomenon. And think about what was happening, you know, right around the 1960s, 1970s. That was like a liberation. That was a so-called going against the government. But then you got to understand what those people were up to that were so-called going against the government. They were into a lot of deception, a lot of esotericism. Not seeking the most high, not looking inward at themselves. They're looking outward. The article continues with etymology. The concept of the esoteric originated in the second century AD with the coining of the ancient Greek adjective esoterokos, which means belonging to an inner circle. The earliest known example of the word appeared in a satire authored by Lucien of Romostata. The noun esotericism in its French form, esoterisme, first appeared in 1828 in the work by Jacques Matter. The term esotericism thus came into use in the wake of the Age of Enlightenment and of its critique of institutionalized religion, during which time alter alternative religious groups began to disassociate themselves from the dominant Christianity in Western Europe. During the 19th and 20th centuries, the term esotericism came to commonly be seen as something which was distinct from Christianity and which had formed a subculture that had been at odds with the Christian mainstream from at least the time of the Renaissance. And so that's what I want you to understand about what they're telling you with the history of esotericism. You know, they're going to always try to say, you know, it's higher learning. It's different from, you know from religions it's rejecting religions it's actually thinking deep deeper no it actually came from religions people they literally are telling you it comes from pagan traditions christian traditions you know i mean they're telling you the history that's why it's important to look into the history because nowadays they're going to make you think that this is something totally different but no gotta understand what they're telling us and let's continue onwards in this history of esotericism. According to the Biblioteca Pleiades.com article entitled, The Powerful Use, The Powerful Use Esoteric Knowledge While Keeping It From Humanity, written by Belizebub and published on December 28, 2012. You should be active in your spiritual life. You're never going to discover why you exist and what the purpose of your life is if you don't do something about it. Do you want to live your life superficially or do you want to have genu a genuinely spiritual life? Reading, discussing, watching videos and belonging to groups might be helpful, be helpful to begin with. But ultimately, it's not going to get you there. If you want to have a rewarding spiritual life, you're going to have to experience. 
wake up and see it for yourself. What's really going on? Be more conscious in your life and learn from the dimensions beyond this. But watch out because you're ingrained in a passivity that will stop you and you don't even realize it. The passivity is ingrained into the subconscious and all of us by society and by the feelings and emotions that are part of nature's program, which we were born with. This will drag your inner state down when you try to evaluate it with spiritual states. It will make you search for pleasure and satisfy animal drives. It will keep your life stuck in this plane of existence, locked on a mechanical track with few choices and you won't even know it's there. Esoteric knowledge is used by the few and denied to the many. The passivity has developed over time to the extent that the human race has effectively become domesticated and in many cases resemble passive sheep. You know, that's powerful because people are literally domesticated. Like we, we say that we want to domesticate, you know, cats and dogs, right? We want to make them to be able to live amongst us and be trained and, you know, be disciplined and respect us, right? It's no different than us being domesticated to the government. We don't even know how to live outside people. You're telling me we're not domesticated? Of course we're domesticated. It's crazy. The article continues with, unfortunately... Pleasure is a powerful driving force. And when people live for pleasure, many compromises have to be made. Not the least is a reluctance to attend to things that really matter. And like, think about that. No one cares. And we talk about that all the time. Look at society, people. continues with corruption sets into society greed becomes a virtue the environment is frivolously destroyed there are huge differences in the distribution of wealth etc people have less inclination towards serious issues and are more willing for others to do things for them other people and institutions then make many of their decisions for them with the result that a huge number of people are only able to understand simple slogans and are thus able to be manipulated by those in power. And what did we mention with the indoctrination tips and systems of education, finance, government, healthcare, and religion? They make you 100% dependent to the point where you become loyal because your survival is dependent on them. So even if they show how evil they are and you notice this, most people are still gonna side with them because of their survival think about it the article continues with and in terms of spirituality the tendency is to follow the herd and accept what they have been brought up with or what others do without any deep questioning
but spirituality is far too important a subject to leave up to somebody else, and I agree. Or to have as a blind belief. It's an individual's fate beyond this life that's at stake, and that's a very high stake not to take a serious interest in. And that's exactly what we spoke about in the episode of the soul. They're really after our souls. Control of our souls. That's it. If you look for knowledge far enough, you'll discover a maze of ideas, but are likely to come across some information on out-of-body experiences and symbols. The two are related since the language of the astral plane is in the symbols. And what did we say about signs and symbols? That's just another esoteric portion of knowledge, hidden knowledge that everyday people don't even see. They are in movies, in the logos of corporations, in ancient art, in music videos, public buildings, religions. They're all over the place. I mean, exactly. Think about just something like the pyramid or the all-seeing-eye or the Baphomet, you know, or the devil horns or 666. You know, there's so many sins and symbols everywhere, just even on popular logos, people. The article continues with, why isn't everyone familiar with them? Why is it that mostly people and institutions at the elevated end of society seem to use these symbols? Suppressing higher knowledge. The answer is that it's a suppressed knowledge. It's powerful and enabling. Those in power want to restrict its use and don't want it falling into the hands of the majority. The establishment wants to have control over it. Many powerful institutions throughout history have not wanted people to have it. That's been the basis of persecution many people in the past. It was part of the reasons behind the Inquisition, the witch hunts, the brutal suppression of early Christian knowledge by the church, and the suppression of many individuals and groups throughout the history of the world. And you got to be careful of what they're telling you. Because they're going to tell you, oh, we did witch hunts. We, you know, got rid of this, that, and the third. When really, in reality, the so-called witches were the people questioning. They were today's anti-vaxxers. You know, they were today's anti-science. The people who were about naturality. And I'm not saying that there weren't real witches that were burned or people practicing divinations and magic. But I'm just saying, you got to be careful of the history that they give us. Those behind religions don't want anything new to arise to challenge their religion. And think about the whole controlled opposition. So they create religion, you know, it brainwashes the majority of people, and then certain people are smart enough to see through it. So why not create an esoteric side to things? Why not present them with other forms of learning? even though the same establishment created the religion and the esoteric knowledge. Think about it. Society wants conformity, and profound spiritual knowledge doesn't conform. It's usually developed by small numbers of people who don't fit in. The result is that esoteric knowledge basically has been wiped out of societies repeatedly, and yet there are groups at the higher levels of society who obviously have some kind of knowledge of esoteric symbols and rituals and a wider esoteric knowledge too. 
which you'll often find this knowledge is inverted. It's of darkness and is being used as a vehicle of power and evil. Spirituality has been commercialized. While some spirituality is not allowed, one type is encouraged. That is commercial spirituality. The alternate health and lifestyle industry in the U.S. in 2006 was worth $300 billion. That's where your interest is being fun funneled. True spiritual knowledge is given for free. You're being deceived. And I like how they mention that because... Think about all of the so-called spiritual teachers, all of the so-called dating coaches, you know, all of the so-called life coaches. It's all esoteric. It's all the same. They just have different forms of presenting you with that information, things to keep you distracted. Think about that. If they're saying that was that type of thing was worth two, three hundred billion dollars in 2006. Think about now how much that is worth now with more technology you got social media you have youtube you have you know BitChute. you have brand new tube you have odyssey you have all of these different type of websites and i know a lot of you who try to find truth you'll start hearing more and more people say oh well link to my paypal is in the description link to my cash app you know is in the description you know i also take you know cryptocurrency oh here's a link to my patreon you know i'm gonna give you i'm gonna sprinkle a little bit of truth in this two minute video and if you want the rest of the truth please click on my link to my patreon yeah i mean come on people oh you want to you want to join and be a member of my youtube channel please click here it's it's no different and the article continues with the figures of commercial spirituality are not spiritual teachers they are celebrities their messages are simplified and watered down to the extent they are misleading and absolutely agreed they often fish other people's ideas and present that that work as their own they are talented writers and speakers but they are businessmen and women supported by highly sophisticated industry and you got to think about how deep this is think about all of the so-called you know truthers and I'm going to talk about the commercial truthers they give you, the, you know, the Joe Rogans, you know what I mean? The, you know, what's his name? Russell Brands, the ones that, you know, a lot of people just fall for. Even Trump, people will even call Trump a, a truther because he was taking on the deep state, the establishment. He was exposing them, right? These people will literally take talking points of other people, other people who've been in the truth. We could tell you, we could have told you something five, ten years ago. And then once you hear it from the mainstream media or one of these talking heads, all of a sudden it's it, they're telling the truth. Well, see, look, look at Joe, Joe Rogan said it, even though that information was out there 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. It's just a game, people. The sleeping majority whose destiny is out of their hands. This is interesting. It's an interesting section. The consumer society, with its indulgence in the lifestyle of greed, has its price. In the suffering and destruction that follows to people, animals, and the environment. But it has a higher, more subtle cost in enslavement to the many corrupt structures and people that exist in society. 
and an even greater enslavement, which is on the dumbed-down, sheep-like existence of a person whose consciousness is asleep, who drifts through life in a semi-comatose state, oblivious to the wider universe around them, with a Santa Claus-like view of cosmic reality, which they call religion. Wow, listen to this part. The average person is a person who doesn't know why they exist, nor what the purpose of their life is. It's a person who dies and whose destiny is out of their hands. Wow. The average person is a person who doesn't know why they exist, nor what the purpose of their life is. It's a person who dies and whose destiny is out of their hands. That's so straight to the point, but so eloquently written. That's completely what these societies are. Who moves on a circuit of lives from one to another until the last life is over, then submerges into the abyss. The majority of people don't want to wake up and don't want others to wake up. And think about the episode of They Live when we're talking about the synthetics and we're talking about you know all of the people who 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 literally support evil and tyranny think about why certain people are the way they are you you never know who these people are it's very interesting when you read stuff like this and you know and now that i had mentioned it about my episode of they live it's it's very important to talk about these entities that control everything because like the author just said in that article most people just don't know why they even exist like that's a scary thought to just be here and you don't know why you're here i couldn't even imagine that life no wonder why people are so easily led to their slaughter because they literally don't believe that they are worthy you know you give somebody the idea of authority then they're always going to feel insecure in some sort of way you know, unless they're not, unless they're feeding into the system, just chasing the money, chasing the success, most people are always going to be feeling inferior. And even when they get that money, even when they get that goal, it's never enough because there's always somebody else who has more. There's always more items to buy. There's always more vanity to feed the flesh. And we're going to transition over to the dark and oftentimes hidden truth behind esoteric knowledge. And I want us to highlight where this esoteric knowledge comes from. Because many people are going to claim, oh, it was man, it was, you know, philosophers, all these enlightened individuals who are really, really smart. No, 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 no. We need to actually be objective about where all this extra esoteric knowledge came from. Because if we know that the indoctrination systems of education, finance, you know, government, healthcare, and religion came from the fallen, the fallen ones, the entities, the ones that are evil, tyrannical, and wicked. We'd be wise to believe that all of this extra esoteric knowledge also comes from them as another avenue of deception. So we're going to transition over to an audio excerpt from the Joseph Lumpkin video entitled Fallen Angels, Watchers, Nephilim, The Origin of Evil published on February 5th, 2011. And I'm going to make a disclaimer, especially if you're a new listener. We don't promote religion. We don't promote, you know, demigods and deities. You know, we don't do none of that. 
but what we do is we take the history you know the bibles the torahs the text that they give to us and we break it down and we expose the deception and we and we expose the truth of what they're saying because they will give you gems these religions these texts these books oh there's tons of gems basically blueprints in a lot of ways as to what's going on and who controls what it's just some food for thought hello my name is joseph lumpkin i am the ceo and writer for fifth estate publishing fifth estate brings ancient wisdom to modern man through the uh, production of great translations in modern English, of texts ancient and esoteric that would not normally be available uh, to the modern reader. Today I want to talk to you about fallen angels, the watchers, the Nephilim, the origins of evil. We are told in the book of Enoch, the lost books of Enoch, how the sons of God, who were the watchers, the angels that were sent to record and teach, came down to the daughters of men and took them as wives. We are told that these fallen angels fathered offspring. The offspring were giants and men of renown. And we believe that those men of renown are actually uh, those uh, people like Hercules and Achilles that were not human but not God. They were men of legend, men of, of, um, of history, men of myth. And I find it odd that when the angels came down and took these women to be their wives, they did not run, they did not escape, they did not attempt to flee, but they stayed behind and they raised children. And we are told that God said to one of the leaders of the fallen angels, you have done great destruction on the earth, and you shall have no peace nor forgiveness, forgiveness of sin. And since you delight yourselves in your children, you will see them murdered. We will murder your beloved ones, and you will see the destruction of your children, and you shall lament and make supplication forever, and you will receive neither mercy nor peace. So even God looks down on the fallen angels and on the children that they fathered and says that he understands that they love their children, but they're going to see them die. This is quite extraordinary. We don't think of the fallen angels in this way. We believe them to be bloodthirsty and uh, violent and cannibalistic. But it seems that that was actually their children and not them. As a matter of fact, they seem to be full of wisdom and knowledge, although misled and given to their lust. The children that they raised, those offspring between corporeal and spiritual, were the monsters that we now think of as demons. And this is another way to look at it. And there's a list of knowledge that's found that God found most forbidding, most appalling, that it was taught. The angels taught men charms, and they taught us about plants, casting of spells, the cutting of roots, and counter spells, that is, release from spells, 
They taught us astrology and divination, knowledge of clouds, signs of the earth and signs of the sun and the course of the moon. And Azazel taught uh, how to make swords and knives and shields, breastplates about metal of the earth and the working and the art of it, bracelets and ornaments and the use of antimony and the beautifying of eyelids and the kinds of precious stones and all of the colorings and dyes. They said what Azazel had done was to taught, teach men unrighteousness and reveal the eternal secrets that were kept in heaven. And now men were striving to learn them. And so God decided to cleanse the earth of all of this evil by destroying all the people who had been taught this ancient knowledge. But in the book of Jasher, we are taught that when they came down, when the angels came down, they also taught men other things. They taught them to um, mix animal species. In the book of Jasher, it says, they taught the mixture of animal, one species with the other, and in order therein to provoke God, and God saw that, and the whole world was corrupted with it, and the flesh on the earth was corrupted, and all men and all animals. And the Lord said, I will blot out all men that I created from the face of the earth. And this, in the book of Jasher, is one of the reasons that God destroyed the earth by flood. When the angels came down and they taught man to mix one species with the other, it was probably uh, the uh, attempt to explain uh, the myth of the, uh, uh, the harpy and uh, the centaur and the minotaur and all of the creations of different species that we see in myth, both man and animal and animal and animal. Uh, with the, the uh, claws of a lion and the beak of, uh, of an eagle and such as this. Uh, for in the Roman and Greek philosophies or, or, or uh, mythologies, we see these things. And probably this was an attempt to reconcile that. But it also says in those days, uh, men began to trespass against God and go contrary uh, to his uh, commandment to be prolific and to reproduce. And men caused their wives to drink a mixture that would render them unable to conceive in order that they might retain their figure and their beauty and the appearance would not fade. And if their wives got pregnant, they would put them away and go live with their girlfriends. Things certainly don't change in time, do they? And this is from the book of Jasher. And it says in those days, uh, Enoch assembled all the men together and uh, made them bow down and he taught them all the knowledge that God had taught him because he was about to be uh, assumed up into heaven. And this is in the book of Jasher. The book of Jubilees, we find that the word uh, mastim uh, comes about and that means adversary and it's the first time that uh, uh, Satan is called mastima or the adversary or the accuser. Uh, he's also called, uh, or actually, uh, Belial is mentioned, and, and this is a, a Greek name for uh, Belial, 
and uh, that's the Hebrew equivalent of a name that means of no value. And he apparently was the head of the demons, the head of the fallen angels, according to this particular book. In this book, in the book of Jubilees, the angels converse in Hebrew. Hebrew is the heavenly tongue. And uh, angels spoke Hebrew until the fall. Uh, it's also an attempt to address a question in Genesis uh, uh, confronting uh, Cain's wife. In the book of Jubilees, we're taught that Cain married his sister. And that got rid of, uh, of, of that quandary. We're also taught that when the offspring uh, were born between angels and women, they fell into three categories, the Nephilim, the giants, and the Elio. And the Elio is given no explanation whatsoever. We're simply taught that there are three types of species that came about. There's also a book called the Book of Giants, where the angels are named, and in the middle of the naming of these angels, the name Gilgamesh appears, the Sumerian god king appears in the middle of a book in the Dead Sea Scrolls called the Book of the Giants. Now, what I'm going to tell you is that in the book, The Fallen Angels, The Watchers, and the Origins of Evil, put out by Fifth Estate Publishing, you have all of these books combined into one basic narrative. Look right now on your screen and you'll see Fallen Angels, Watchers, Origins of Evil. Now, Fifth Estate is at www. You know, one thing that sticks out to me from the audio excerpt is the mentioning of how these entities, whether you call them fallen angel bloodlines, Nephilim, doesn't matter how you label them, but how all of these entities taught men and women all of these esoteric practices that so-called the Most High didn't want them to know. But let's think a little bit deeper because we understand that the Most High didn't create no flood. The Most High didn't need to destroy anything. You got to understand that the Most High gave us free will. And I'm assuming that the same is for these entities. However they came about, they're using their free will to do evil. And you got to understand that if their whole goal is to destroy humanity, which they are doing right now, which we are living through a depopulation reset right now you would assume that they would think of ways to corrupt the mind body and soul of the human being you know of course they're the ones who created the indoctrination systems of education finance government healthcare, and religion but there's also that chance of people breaking free from those brainwashes so of course you got to create different levels to esoteric knowledge so these fallen these bloodlines are the ones responsible for all of the stuff that we see from the, the suedo science to the science to the healthcare to the psychology all of that was created by them none of that is natural created by the most high and don't be fooled you know they're going to tell you that oh the most high was hiding all of this esoteric knowledge from us no that's that's their gods that's their yahweh that's their allah that's their buddha that's their hindu gods that's the deities that they're talking about 
And think about it this way, about how our lives dramatically changed the minute we trusted these entities over the Most High. If you just go back in history, you'll see that all these civilizations have been destroyed at one point. But one thing that they had in common was idolatry and accepting of other gods and practices from other so-called nations that were evil. So who is the one who's been running? Who is the one who's been giving all of these things to us? You know, the same entities that have us under bondage in these indoctrination systems are the same entities that created esoteric knowledge. There's no doubt about that in my mind. And like I said, the Most High didn't destroy the world through no flood. That was Yahweh or any of these other entities that people love. And these same entities are responsible for all of these abominations. They're the ones who showed us these abominations because they knew that we were living a natural way or we were instructed to live a natural way. So what better way to deceive us than to corrupt us? Take us away from our alignment and connection with the Most High. Take us away from our alignment and connection to animals and nature and make us completely unnatural, make us dependent. You know, when you think about it, Bibles and any so-called religious text or book includes the majority of deception, but there's also gems of truth within each one. It's sprinkled throughout. You know, other brothers in the truth, like Anger Mendex or Surf Only, the creator of the Paul Davis, they do an incredible job of sifting through these books and, you know, connecting the dots on contradictions and hypocrisy, all of these things. And it's really up to us to piece all of this deception together. You think the enemy is just going to give you the blueprint all in one spot? Or is the enemy going to give you hints through signs and symbols, hints through, you know, text and literature, hints through television programming and music and it's up to us to figure it out and when i the more i think about this stuff the more it makes me realize that the most high created the world to just be simple to be laid back to be peaceful and joyous not like we see today why would the creator create something but then hide other aspects to that creation from us so that those that are evil, tyrannical, and wicked could then control that hidden knowledge, that forbidden knowledge from us, that secret knowledge. Why would the Most High even put us in that position? Or would it make more sense that the Most High created us to have free will, and these entities have used their free will to destroy, and these entities have used their free will to create all of this deception around the world? And we as men and women, true ones of the Most High, created by the Most High, have used our free will to support evil. I mean, it sounds pretty simple to me. It sounds pretty straightforward to me, honestly. You know, and we're seeing it today. You know, there's a huge uprising in the so-called woke community. You know, the so-called truth community. And I'm really, really starting to see through a lot of the gimmicks. I'm really, really starting to see how they're all one of the same, how it, all of these movements still have you tied to the system. It still has you tied to Babylon in one way, you know, one way or another, whether they want to use a cool catchphrase or slogan or name. At the end of the day, what was provided to us came from these fallen angel bloodlines, these Nephilim, the ones that run the world today 
and have run the world for as long as we know. So it's something that's important to understand is the spiritual side to everything. That's why we spoke about these entities in the episode of They Live. That's why other brothers and sisters that I shared their videos of have been exposing these entities for quite some time. Because they need to be exposed so people can understand what they're dealing with and make a conscious decision on how they want to lead their life. Not make a decision based upon the options presented to you and you really have no real choice. You just can only choose between the presented options. That's the world that we live in right now. And it's very, very dangerous. It's very, very harmful to those who are unaware. Let's take a look at the history of so-called esoteric practices. According to the listverse.com article entitled 10 Dark and Esoteric Occult Practices from History, written by Joe Duncan and published on December 4, 2018. And so this is a little bit of a longer one, so I'm going to just get right into it. So number 10, Sanakes. Sanakes are occult practices conducted by mediums, almost always intending to contact the dead or persons who've crossed One second. over to another plane. The French word sanence translates to sitting in English, where practitioners would sit with spirits from another world. Usually, practitioners sit in a circle of six to eight people, hold hands, and attempt to diminish any distractions which may hinder their desired result of summoning the dead. Sometimes, mediums report hearing out otherworldly voices along with seeing ghosts manifest from another world. As the focal point of the sonnets, the medium is believed to make out otherworldly contact with the dead. Some reports claim that a medium levitated in the air during the sonance. However, it's doubtful that modern science has developed any concrete evidence of such an event actually happened. Number nine, symbology. In the occult symbolism, in the occult, symbolism carries a lot of meaning whether to connect us to hidden words or to awaken things that are unconscious the pentagram one of the most popular symbols in our culture today has a rich history that dates back to ancient babylon the star represented the pattern that venus seemingly made in the sky as well as various beliefs it has evolved to mean different things to different people Sigils are basically signatures of various deities or other angels or demons. They are inscribed to manifest certain properties of those entities. This is one way that practitioners reach out to these powers for guidance or strength that they normally would not possess. 
And then there is a ba- there is Baphomet, one of the best known occult symbols, which dates to Hersey in witchcraft trials of medieval times. It started with the order in 1118 and served. One second. And served as a protective symbol for Christians when traveling in the Middle East. Baphomet is the well-known goat with the pentagram on his head. Once the order and the various Christian groups which subscribed to Baphomet became large enough to be considered a political threat to the church, the symbol changed hands and was banned from the church through a series of political maneuvers. In this time, in the in time, this became a symbol of torture at the hands of the church, which is which was administered to heretics. Number eight, necropants. Necropants are an extremely odd bit of occultism stemming from Iceland. They consist of the skin of the legs and feet of the dead and are worn by the living. In fact, the Icelandic people of the 17th century were infatuated with rituals using the bodies of the dead, taking ribs here, skin from sheep there, and mixing it all together into these nightmarish hodgepodge creatures that are left over to mortify us today and think back to the video we just listened to about the the watchers the fallen angels and the nephilim how they were mixing animals and humans and how they were cannibalistic they, uh, that sounds pretty sounds pretty accurate people who gave you these practices think about it when it came to necropants a sorcerer had to get permission to use that person's skin as pants for it to be a right thing to do. Wow. N- number seven, divination. Divination is the attempt to gain foresight and knowledge about the future through various methods from fortune tellers to magic eight balls to chance readings of a tea leaf or your palm. Psychics and tarot cards are also fall under this category. Sometimes practitioners turn to crystal gazing. Other times they stare into candlelight or even pools of water. These later, later latter practices involve using the practitioner's guidance and intuition to, to let the necessary messages come through and gain some sense of spiritual understanding about future events. These practices have a long, dark history of bloodshed and oppression at the hands of the church, which still sees divination as an evil incarnation of Satan. However, the occultist doesn't see it that way. And see how they always give you that separation, that right versus left paradigm, as if the church really cared about that. You know, maybe in the history, there were people who were practicing this that were killed. I don't know. But something tells me is it just makes more sense to create a religion that pretends to be righteous and then create a subset of esoteric knowledge, which claims to be good, and then have them compete with each other. I mean, if you do that, that leaves no room for what? It leaves no room for a person to know thyself because they're always looking externally at other devices, other methods, other movements rather than going in inward. Because once you go inward, that's when you realize that, okay, there is a most high. 
and I don't need anybody telling me what to do or how to live in order to be aligned and connected with the Most High. You see how that works? All right, let's continue. Number six, Satanism. Although Satanism and the occult aren't the same thing, okay, both practices have borrowed heavily from one another throughout the centuries. The origins of true Satanism are quite mysterious, as the church has destroyed these cults rapidly whenever they popped up. It's funny how they say that when the church is satanic. But satanic cults have been officially documented in Europe and North America as far back as the 17th century. Satanism finds at least some of its roots in dark figures who are also synonymous with the occult throughout the centuries. Examples would be Hades, the ancient Greek god of the underworld, and Marduk. Thousands of years of worship of these figures have linked Satanism to occult practices because these figures are technically pagan gods and not Satan himself. But it's funny, they'll give you a uh, Jesus and tell you that that's God. <laughs> wow. Number five, human sacrifice. Human sacrifice has occurred in some occult practices even to this day. In 1995, a 15-year-old girl named Elise Pollard was lured to a eucalyptus grove and murdered. Her body was discovered eight months later. The suspects were 17-year-old 17, 17 Royce Casey, 14-year-old Joseph Fiorola, and 16-year-old Jacob Delashmutt. This murder had all the hallmarks of an occultist or even a satanic rape and killing. The teens returned to have sex with Pollard's dead body over the ensuing weeks. When Casey confessed, he said that the rape and murder were sacrificial and for Satan. To the authorities, this was definitely an occult human sacrifice, not too unlike ancient times. Many such instances have popped up worldwide. There was a media frenzy about these types of murders in the 1990s in the United States. A notable one was the vampire cult led by Rod Farrell and its ritualistic and sacrificial killing of a Florida family. Farrell was only 16 years old at the time of the murders. The teens in this cult took drugs performed blood and sex rituals, and eventually traveled from, from Kentucky to Florida to kill Naomi Ruth Queen and Richard Wendorf. And we see sacrifice all the time. It's all over the world, people, and always continues. It's continuing right now. Number four, magic. Magic in occultism entails efforts to call on extra sensory forces to know and rule the spirit world and even control humans and inanimate objects the term itself is an early modern english spelled spelling for magic used in works such as the 1965-1651 translation of heinrich cornelius's agrippas de Occulta philosophia three books of occult philosophy or of magic 
Alistair Crawley defines magic as the science of understanding oneself and one's conditions. It is the art of applying that understanding in action. Magic ceremonies and those who practice them are seen as channels through which supernatural power affects change in human events and conditions. Those who practice white magic seek to produce positive or favorable outcomes. Black magic practitioners intend harm and evil results. Aspects of ritual and magic include banishing invocation, evocation, purification, consecration, and divination. Magic is as old as humanity and had its beginnings in humankind's attempt to control one's environment, survival, and destiny, either by controlling natural forces or appearing, appealing to higher powers for help. Yep, so there you go. And of course, they're going to give you what a white magic and a black magic as if there's any good side to magic people. Come on, man. Why would we be born to be doing magic and calling on other entities and deities? You know, they give you Babylon. They give you a life of trauma. And then they give you all this so-called esoteric knowledge and practices so that you could try to find a way out of Babylon so that you can find that more answers for your slavery. That's just my opinion. It's just another path to put a person on. Another way to deceive people. Number three, demonism. With demonism, a practitioner seeks to summon the power of actual demons to bend to their will. According to Christianity and some occultist practices, demons are fallen angels sworn to subvert all good things and to carry out only evil in the world. And what did we say about the fallen angels in the Nephilim? We know that they have no soul. We know that they have no conscience. They have no empathy. They have no compassion. The Christian religion dating back to the times of the Holy Bible and the first teachings of the early Christians speaks of these dark figures and they have been a consistent theme in much of recorded history. Some dark figures like Santa Maret, Our Lady of the Holy Death, an actual death saint even appear outside of the Christian doctrine dating back tens of thousands of years. So, okay. Number two, Old Moore's Almanac, dating all the way back to 1697 in Ireland. Old Moore's Almanac is a fun little occult publication with apparent prophecies of the future. It's one of the oldest continual, pu continual publications which contain horoscopes and other such means for people to supposedly dictate their futures. What did the Most High tell us about not observing time? So why are we so obsessed with our future, people? Who, who, who taught us to start thinking about time and breaking down time? Who, who taught us that? Think about how much of a control time is. And last but not least, hermeticism. Hermeticism is the ancient practice of esoteric wisdom overall and contains a lot of text and ideas under its umbrella. It is one of the oldest occult practices of all time beginning with the intermingling of the Greco-Roman and Egyptian cultures and philosophy, meaning mysticism. And what did we say about in the episode of, of They Live? We talked about all of these old 
civilizations that went through resets or were just so-called destroyed. Romans, the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Canaanites, you know, there, there, you can go on and on, people. They all did the same thing. All practiced all of this, all of these things. The article continues with, while popular hermeticism is the practice of more common things like astrology, learned hermeticism is a bit deeper and more in tune with the modern concept of gynosticism. The main goal was to gain a true understanding of God's knowledge and make the natural out of the supernatural through understanding. In a very real way, this fundamental concept was the obscure, humble beginnings of our scientific advancements today. You hear that? In a very real way, this fundamental concept was the obscure, humble beginnings of our scientific advancements today. By taming the unknown and making it known, alchemists, Freemasons, and Gnostics all, funder, all fall under the branch of Hermeticism. And like I said, Most High made life to be very simple. <laughs> you know, I mean, when it comes to a lot of things, in my opinion, we're not supposed to know all of these secrets. That's why they give you science, because they want to take away the beauty of the creator something that you can't even really explain with words we know that words don't even do the most high justice the creator justice you see what i'm saying so you got to understand that this is a complete way to deceive the human being by making us think that we so-called need to know everything instead of just enjoying what's in front of us we need to somehow tag it to science. We need to somehow tag it to man. You under you realize how a lot of this stuff always ties down to man. And this is what they're going to sell it as. And let me just finish here. However, hermeticism differs from science in its aims. Where science seeks to study the natural world, hermetics seeks to study the supernatural realm in hopes of gaining the understanding from that which isn't readily apparent or intuitive. Ancient religious, religions aside, Hermeticism is the all-encompassing concept of the search for a deeper, more fundamental knowledge that is the foundation of all occultism. There you go, people. And let's continue. According to the selfcareemporium.com article entitled, What are Esoteric Practices and How Can You Use Them? Published on November 16, 2020. Ever heard the word esoteric or the phrase esoteric practices and thought, What the hell are esoteric practices? is basically a fancy word for having a niche interest or specific understanding of something. The term esoteric has been adopted in the spiritual community in a more philosophical sense. It is used to describe a practice or a person who seemingly has a deep knowledge of the universe and the lessons within it and actively works to connect with those things. Esoteric 
is an adjective and can be used in the following ways. Number one, understood by or meant for only the select few who have special knowledge or interest. Number two, belonging to the select few. Number three, private, secret, confidential. When it comes to modern spiritual practices, such as working with crystals, witchcraft, manifestation, and other things of the like, we can often run across the term esoteric being used, as those things are often only practiced by those that have a unique interest or connection with them. And it says, what are the esoteric practices? Some of the most popular modern day esoteric practices are tarot reading. There are a lot of esoteric theologies and doctrines that go into tarot, from Kabbalah to astrology. If you continue to dig into the many areas of tarot, you'll be able to uncover a whole new world within the cards. Meditation, used by Buddhist monks to find enlightenment. This is a practice that helps you dwell inwards and explore the inner psyche and subconscious it has its roots in religion and spirituality but it has since been adapted into a westernized form of mental health management yep reiki healing this is growing in popularity in the western world however it originated in japan it involves laying hands on key energy centers within the body Basically, in along the same lines as chakra balancing and healing. Acoustic records. The acoustic records are said to be a collection of universal thoughts, words, emotions, and intent to have ever happened, happening, or will happen. People who access the acoustic records have the ability to look into the life of a soul and see its history, present and future. Astrology. You probably know your star sign already, but you are made up of more than one. We have a moon sign, a sun sign, and more. Astrology is a pseudo science that divines information around who we are as humans, based on the positions and movements of celestial objects such as stars and the and planets. Oh my gosh, planets, people. Anyway, witchcraft. Growing in popularity, just take a look at witch talk on TikTok. Witchcraft contains multiple esoteric practices all rolled into one neat package. From alchemy to astrology, divination to astral projection. It's a great way to add more esotericism to your life. And that's why I'm calling this out because... I understand that these things may be labeled as, you know, ancient or, you know, white magic, which is made to be benevolent. Come on, people. You got to ask yourself who gave you all of this esoteric practices and knowledge. We already know who it is. The ones running the show today gave you all of this. And when you even think about it, people would be like, oh, like you should understand astrology. You know, they use, you know, they use the, the planets and all of that to communicate, you know. Yeah, I understand that. But that doesn't negate the fact that planets are fake, that space is fake. So therefore, what does that make astrology? 
just because they use it as a as a, a tool of communication a tool of understanding doesn't mean it's it's valid you know it's the same thing as gamatria and numerology people will swear by that they'll be like oh my god gamatria 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 yeah like i there's definitely beneficial ways to use the tools that they've given to us no doubt people can break down gamatria can break down astrology i have no problem with that but what you got to understand is that it's still created by them for nefarious and insidious reasons so when you actually think about it you know especially when it comes to gamatria you i've started to realize and understand that so many gatekeepers are in the so-called gamatria community where they'll literally tell you that gamatria is the only truth it's the only thing that you can prove when that to me is a deception because that's basically telling you to continue to go outside of yourself that you got to use their gamatria to prove their deception i mean sure that can help show somebody hey these numbers connected this represents this this astral you know this planet was aligned here whatever to help prove a point but ultimately truth can be proven by you you don't need to have all this overwhelming evidence it's called common sense and discernment people whatever happened to using it you know we live in a world where people are afraid to use their common sense and discernment because they'll be like oh my god i might get fact checked oh my god I, i i can't prove it all the way you know i've seen people in the gematric community throw shade at other people for learning other you know you know other concepts about life is it's not all about gamatri it's not all about astrology it's not all about all of these things you need to be well balanced and yes you do need to study your enemy and know the tactics that they use that therefore that's why i understand gamatri i'm not knocking on gamatri the brother paul davis does an incredible job of using gamatri against the system to break it down but what you got to understand is that these you know all of this esoteric you know knowledge can really lead you down a path of you're just tunnel visioned you know how many people i see that will only pay attention to one avenue of truth and then dismiss something else oh because it doesn't align with their astrology it doesn't align with their witchcraft practices you know it doesn't align with their reiki healing or their tarot reading or their gamatria number crunching and they ignore objective reality and objective truth that's why you got to be well balanced that's what i started to see the gatekeeping when somebody would say oh you can't prove that that's gatekeeping so i got to only use this tool to to expose evil come on people it's a deception it's a deep deception yeah you can use it to your advantage to call things out but ultimately you got to be wise enough to know where it comes from And brothers like Paul Davis have said that they know exactly what gematria is and where it comes from, but they're using it to our advantage to break down scripture, to break down this false reality. So you got to be very careful about these practices and sliding down these rabbit holes. Yes, you can gain certain insight and wisdom into what these elite bloodlines are doing to us, what the history is, what is fake, but you also got to understand that your wisdom knowledge and understanding should come internally as well it shouldn't be all external all based on esotericism you know that's why the new age community is so popular especially with the young adults 
you'll never hear the most high mentioned you never hear the creator mentioned but you'll you'll hear a million different esoteric forms of knowledge and practices mentioned so that's how we know it is a deception and we're going to transition into the dark and oftentimes hidden truths behind who is responsible for esoteric knowledge and the practices behind it you know all of this so-called higher learning always goes back to the same cube you know also known as indoctrination systems of deception and control your education your finance your government your healthcare religion all of this esoteric knowledge is still connected to them just think of it as different branches it's all connected but we're going to look at how these entities run the world and what situation we're in today and how all of these entities have led us astray through these indoctrination systems and even esotericism so we're going to transition over to an audio excerpt from the brother Edgar Mendex and the video is entitled Nephilim Creation is Hybrid Lab System Fake History World Religions is Planet Doom published on February 2nd, 2022. Peace, my Computers and stuff, you know what I'm saying? 
they've been in charge and they they fool the, the whole entire world they they put down their god people they put down their gods which are fake otherwise they won't put them down yeah and went and took shots people how can you explain that but motherfucker gonna come back here on youtube and telling you that he plays his god that you know that he's about his god and then he's reading the, the cube and then he's, he's talking about his God and isn't that, but then told you that he took the shots. And if you're following motherfucker, you will give the shots to yourself and give the shots to your children. Because he's, that's what he's doing, he's your leader. Yeah. He's got the Torah and he's taking shots. And uh, he's got more followers than we do. Yeah. Or how people follow them. They believe them. People, is this by accident? Or they've been controlling their, their brains for a long time and you didn't notice. And now you just notice that anything that comes outside the cube still can control them. Yeah. And that cube leads them to that. That's why they don't even think about the cube and just take shots. Ignore everything that their God told them at all. That he is their savior and all that shit. But motherfucker, their savior is another man. That's my problem with these guys. And uh, I had a brother saying that, you know, everybody who don't worship Mosiah must die anyway. So, you know, he's made up his mind to accept that. So I'm not going to blame him because he now came to this point that he's accepting that these people need to go. Yeah, because we've been here being merciful all the time, trying to save them, trying to rescue them. What do we get? What we get? No views, YouTube blockings, while they're giving all the views to the guys that tell them to give to take, to take the damn shots, to the jealous past, uh, 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 Teachers on YouTube, they jealous. Yeah, they hate us. Don't forget that. But when the, the problem comes, when the devil comes, they all follow the devil. And the congregation, don't worry, they're doing the same thing. That's why they're still following them. They're not same people. They are short people. Yeah? That don't believe even in Mosai or nothing. No, did I tell you about only Mosai only? Mosai only. That's what we tell you all day, every day. Trust in Mosai only. Why do you think we tell you that? Hmm? Because most people, they trust everything and everyone. You understand that? If a motherfucker comes and says he's, he's a scientist, he's going to put down his God and he's going to follow science. What does this have to do with the self? What does this have to do? With your salvation. If the devil can come and save you, yeah? You don't need no God, you don't need no no church, you don't need nothing. Why are you wasting all this space making churches? You should give me this space to me build my house over there. Because you're not about that. You're about you should be building hospitals instead. And go pray over there. You know what I'm saying? Because that's your God. But it's a mess up there, as you all know, you know what I'm saying? 
you are all these chosen people that were chosen for science uh, experiments. That's what they were chosen for. You know what I'm saying? It's sad, people. It's just sad. And it's so bad that I don't know what to tell you no more. It's, it's just sad. Yeah. All the brothers and sisters that are down to earth, they don't want to listen to that channel. They don't want to see their videos or nothing. All they care about is the devils, is that their religion, is that other gods that they worship. Yeah. And we be here telling them the truth and uh, being spitted on and, uh, you know, being the, the, the worst end of YouTube. Yeah. That nothing makes sense no more. That's the role that they broke. That's the role that these false gods bring to you. This is why I told you, you have no I have no respect for these false gods, man. Because they destroyed my life. They destroyed this role. They destroyed kids. They destroyed everything. Yeah. I got no mercy for them no more. I got no respect for them no more. I'm just trying to live my life. And uh, whatever few friends that there are left, that I can communicate with. But, well, you know, apart from that, the whole thing for me is that they all that. To me, they all that. Bad people. I see bad people all day, every day, people. And they're not going to wake up. And uh, we've been throughout to, to, to check the whole history. They all, you know, supposed to die like it happened before. The, the, you know, the outcomes come down on them. And, uh, you know, they even use words like the population and all that shit on them. And they all numb, like, they, they don't know what the fuck that means. Or act like it's not happening, you know. Just trust, just trust, just trust, and die. Die in your trust. They don't care about the old. They don't care about the young. They don't care about the trees. They don't care about the role that they were uh, uh, born to build and gave it all to Satan. They gave everything to Satan, told Satan, you're going to control every land, you're going to control every resources, and we're just going to sit here and pay rent, and we don't have to worry about nothing, okay? You do everything, we just work and pay rent to you. Because we were born to just work and pay rent. You see what, what these gods do to them? You see what these gods do to them? Work and pay rent all their entire lives, people. That's all they do. They teach their children to go to school for years on end. They miss their life. They, they can go play with nature. You know what I'm saying? That's what kids are supposed to do. They're supposed to be out there playing with nature. And... Uh, connecting to nature. No, they keep them in buildings. Yeah, all the time they're growing up, they're inside these buildings, studying, uh, filling their heads with mind control, with, with all types of programming, you know what I'm saying? And then when these kids come out, they tell them they gotta find work and they gotta pay for their own house and pay for their own food. 
because they don't know they don't know nothing about nature. They can go out in nature and, and uh, plant their own food and uh, collect their own water because they were never told these things. They were inside the building all their damn life, yeah, with the teacher inside the building teaching them how to, you know, teaching them just bullshit and lies that the earth is a spinning ball, that uh, they got to work and pay bills like their parents do, that, uh, you know, that what makes a man, a man can, can learn how to save money and uh, buy houses and uh, build his family and be successful. And that to be successful, you need to be in that school for years. Okay, you need to bury your head there in the sand all these years that you stay there studying until you grow up, until you're an adult. And then once you're an adult, you're not going to play with nature. You're going to play with the corporations. You're going to, to find the work and be inside these buildings again all your entire life until you're too old. And then you can retire if you have money enough. If not, you're going to keep working until you die. Okay? And the system cannot predict that, you know, or that you're going to have money when you're old or, you know, or pension or nothing. It's up to you and what you do. And it's about you being able to get that. If you don't get that, that's your challenge in life. You were born for that. Then you failed. And they're going to let you die in a lot of pain. Or probably kill you. Understand? That's the role of Satan. That's the role that they built for you. Yeah. And all these proud motherfuckers walking around with a tie and, and, and talking about business to you, all these niggas on YouTube, they're all part of this same thing. Yeah, they can save you. And they tell you to worship their leaders and all of that shit. But all they did, it was meant to keep you inside this ball. Yeah, because they told you you left slavery and then your leaders made a, a covenant with them to, to let you integrate into what? Into the system, into the slave system. They introduced you and integrated you into the slave system. The same damn leaders that they tell you, oh, they told you that the white man is the devil and never to trust the white man. Yeah, but it was the same leaders that told them and told them to work and to, to, if white men were so bad, why would they went, yeah? And uh, <clears throat> integrate in the first place. Because if they were slaves and if they were so upset about what white men, and it's all about white men as they claim because they're stupid, yeah? So if it was about all that, why didn't you separate from white men when, when he gave you your freedom? Why you fought? Yeah, we want equality. We want in, uh, to be, you know, the same. Why the fuck you went and fought to be in the same system that you already know is a slave system? Hmm? Why didn't you say, fuck that, I want to work my over there, to work over there. I don't care. I don't need your money. I don't need your, your car. I don't need your toilet. I can live in the woods. I can build my house over there. I can live in there and I start from there and I don't need you. If you were somebody with a soul, if you were somebody genuine, if you were somebody who was in, in such pain and had such, uh, uh, wanted to be free, 
that's what you will do. Yeah, you wouldn't turn around and say that you want to travel in the same buses that white man is traveling. You want to use the same toilets that white man is, is using. You want to live around the neighborhood because you need to buy this, because you need to shop with them, because they already have the structure and you need to use the structure because you don't have nothing. Hmm? So you're going to sell your soul for the community, commodities that they had already in place. That's why you did. You lazy ass motherfucker. And then claim that they oppressed you and claim that they are slave. They are they are racist and they're killing you. you. See these niggers? This is why I'm not dealing with them. See that? They're not about nothing. They're not serious about nothing. They don't mean shit. Yeah, all their religion is fake. They lied to us, gave us the false religion with the false God, destroyed our lives and all that shit. I can't stand these niggas now. Yeah, and they refuse to change. They think that this is real. What they do? You got all the black people fucked up in the head. There's no way you can save them. Yeah, the, the woman is gone. Yeah, then you got all these black men that change sex and are on YouTube talking shit, pretending to be black women and destroying the black woman. These are guys that are destroying black women. There's no black woman going around acting stupid like that. Yeah, there might be few cases like in all the races. Yeah, but don't make it that all black women are this because no, I see some of mine pretending to be a black woman and doing this and acting stupid like stupid women. They do it in purpose to keep you inside the cube, to keep you hating and divided. They need to divide black men and black women. Yeah, they need to divide uh, white men and black men. They need to divide uh, the, all the political, uh, <laughs> all the political ministries. They need to be divided. All the churches need to be divided. All the mosques need to be divided. The religion need to be divided. That's why they have all types of Christians with different denominations. All these motherfuckers worship, supposedly, worship the same God, but they have different denominations. And so are the Muslims. And so are the, all the other religions they do. There's always two, three, four, ten, a hundred different denominations of the same motherfucking thing to keep them divided. Yeah, because this is what the beasts do to them and the cube that they live inside. That damn cube and can reason. That's why they can't reason with you. Yeah, and when they see us, we just ghost to them. We don't exist to them and we can't exist in their reality because we, what, we, <laughs> what we know, which is the truth, it doesn't exist in their reality. They live a fantasy. They're waiting for, for, for their Messiah to come and they come in the form of a shot. Yeah. And motherfucker being all his life reading about the 666, he's been reading in his church, he's been warning everybody, be careful with 666. And who the fuck was 666? His own government. Yeah. Give him all these codes telling him he's 666. And uh, he's been harboring this government all his life. He's been paying taxes to them. He's been going to that church, giving them money. Same government, people. 
the same people that are telling them in their cube that they're going to kill them in the end with the 666 number, with the, with the number of the beast, with the chip, and all that shit. They've been telling you that for years on the internet. All of these uh, religious fuckers, they knew that, and they've been promoting that and bringing fear on people about that, because it's fear and terror. Yeah? But when the thing came, they all took it and promote everybody to go and take it. What type of shit is that, people? What do I tell you about Mosaic only? This is why you worship a lot of gods. That's what happened. You got, you're dealing with demons. They contradict themselves like their book do. So, so do they. It's the same thing. They are the book. Yeah, don't forget, they live inside the book. They are the book. They can see nothing else. And they do these disgusting things that the book do, which is take your your life from yourself. You know what I'm saying? Shout outs to the people that are still uploading man. I love you guys, you know what I'm saying? And uh, keep doing what you do, man. Because uh, we have no other option, and we are not that many, as I have been thinking. And I told you guys to start knowing self and to start protecting your you and your energy and your family that you care about. You know what I'm saying? And uh, start thinking about, you know, this role is not your role. You're not part of this. You know what I'm saying? You need to protect yourself, and that's not. Can't be too worried about the zombies no more. Because they're not worried about you. They're not here supporting you. They're not uh, sharing your videos. They look you sideways. You need to let them go. I'm sorry. These are still on YouTube giving you false dreams. That their God is going to do this, going to do that. It's going to bring them a nation. And all that shit that I already told you is just labor. Mm-hmm. So you can give them a nation, so you can uh, tax them, you can uh, divide them in in, in uh, cities and tax them and uh, and uh, have them, you know, holding them by the balls. That's all these gods that they worship do to them. You know what I'm saying? And in the end, he sacrificed them. All of them sacrificed them because they are not Nothing. These are beasts. And beasts are recycled over time. And uh, it seems they create other beasts out of these beasts. So the things just get worse. They got a lot of uh, mixing man and animal now going on. And I'm saying hybrids. They evolve that. They. Uh, you know, just getting lower and lower in nature. You know what I'm saying? And we'll end up all being pigs one day, eventually, with all this, uh, you know, DNA mixing that men and animals they're doing. It's all a matter of time. What they're working for? They're working for the dissolution, the destruction of all men. One day there will be no men in the earth. Or woman. 
whatever he's doing now, they don't want that. And since all these people have no soul and worship Satan, there's nothing we can do, people, but to pray for ourselves and, uh, you know, whatever, man. You know, it's just getting worse and worse. Okay. People don't, don't, man, it's, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. It's just sad. I know, just the way I see Negroes do, man, I'm not even going to blame nobody else because I've seen my own people, how stupid they are. And much love and respect to my brother Edgar Mendex for another continued incredible breakdown of Babylon and of the Nephilim, of these elite bloodlines, of the cube, which I call the indoctrination system. You know, the brother does such a great way of just vividly describing to us what Babylon is and helping us challenge our own minds as far as our upbringing and our present life and what the future holds. And when you begin to actually study all of the deception and study thy enemy, it's pretty easy for us to identify all the other areas that we've been lied to, not just religion, but why brothers like Edgar hammer on religion is because religion controls government. Government controls all of us. And so all of this so-called esoteric knowledge, hidden knowledge, was created by the fallen, by the Nephilim, the same ones that Edgar speaks about, the same ones that I speak about, the same ones that Surf and Paul Davis speak about, the same ones that Malajim speak about, the same one that countless other brothers and sisters in the truth speak about. And we know definitively that they're the ones that gave us all of what we know today. And so why would they not be the ones that gave us the esoteric knowledge? Think about it. When half of that stuff is beyond comprehension. Like I said, the Most High made the creation to be pretty carefree. To be laid back and peaceful. Just relaxing. Most High wouldn't need to create all this extra stuff. And then have you searching for it and having to look in every crevice, every alley. You know? Come on, people. They got you chasing your tail with all of this deception. And we're going to look at the dark truth behind all of the puppets that were given to the masses. You know, how our society loves their idols. So much so that they will turn on their own family members. Won't even support your work. Won't even, like, listen to you. You know how many family and friends that I have that flat out won't listen to anything that I have to say? Even though I've been accurate. Dead on accurate with what I've been telling them about the world and what's happened and what continues to happen. I mean, what's that all about, people? And that's not to say I haven't had family and friends who've supported it to a degree. I mean, much love and respect to them. But it gets you thinking, how deep is this brainwashing in this mind control through our idolatry to these so-called idols? You know, how, how do they control us? Think about it. Through television, through social media, through the internet, through which then spreads to word of mouth. 
And then that just becomes the law of the land, people. Think about it. And so we're going to look at the dark truth behind all of the puppets and how they've controlled us. And we're going to look at how that has defined our societies and changed people. According to the esotericknowledge.me article entitled, The Occult Power of the Media and Television, article video, written by Pao Chang and published on October 22, 2020. The media is a very powerful magic tool. In the right hands, the media can control, can be used to program the mind to manifest peace, order, and unity. In the wrong hands, the media can be used to program the mind to manifest war, chaos, and division. To understand how the media can be used to program the mind, let us investigate the words media and television. By investigating these two words, we will uncover interesting words and information to help us understand the occult power of media and television. As a non-collective noun, the word media is a plural form of the word medium, meaning a middle state or condition. Mean. It can also mean an intervening substance as air through which a force acts or an effect is produced or one of the means or channels of general communication, information, or entertainment in society as newspapers, radio, or television. The word medium is derived from the Latin word medias, meaning middle. A word that has strong a strong connection to the word medium is television, which is made up of the prefix tel, tele, and the word vision. Dictionary.com defines the word tel the vision using these words. The transmission of programming in the form of still or moving images via radio waves, cable wires, satellite or wireless network to a receiver or other screen. The same online dictionary also defines it as an electronic device or set for receiving television, broadcast, or similar programming. As important word that we need to investigate in the previous definition is programming. This word up is this this word is made up of the word program, meaning a plan of action to accomplish a specific end or a plan or schedule of activities, procedures, etc. to be followed. It is important to know that programs contain words and symbols. Every word is made up of letters, which are symbols that represent ideas, also known as ideograms. All letters of the alphabet have the power to convey information. Because of this, they can be used to program the mind. In a television show, also known as a TV show, words are used to convey information to viewers to program their minds. This is why TV shows are called TV programs. They are using TV programs and the art of spelling words to program our minds. An important word that we need to investigate in the previous sentence is spelling. This word can be reduced to the word spell, 
meaning a spoken word or form of words held to have magic power. Words have magic power, and therefore each letter of a word is a sigil, meaning a sign, word, or device held to have occult power in astrology or magic. Because words have magic power, they can be used to hypnotize the mind with positive or negative spells. Furthermore, they can be used to stimulate the mind to produce thoughts, which can be transformed into ideas. The subconscious mind projects many of these thoughts and ideas into the external world as material things. In other words, the material objects that we see around us are projected thoughts clothed with material form. Because words have the power to stimulate the mind to produce thoughts, they can be used to control the collective reality of mankind. One of the best technologies for doing this is the television, which is phonetically tell-a-vision. When you really think about it, you should realize that television or tell a vision is being used to tell you a vision to program your mind with magic spells. This is why the word broadcast is used to convey the transmission of TV programs to viewers. Did you notice that the word broadcast has the word cast in it? To broadcast programs through the medium television is to cast magic spells to hypnotize the mind with sigils which are magic symbols also known as letters and words i mean that's that's deep people and we've been telling people for years to turn off the tv man i haven't had cable for years like buying it and paying for it myself for years i haven't watched one nfl game or one nba game in over a couple years now you know i don't watch movies just to be entertained anymore right now it's about getting gems and picking picking out what they're trying to tell us you know, it's sad seeing how easily manipulated the masses are just by that television or tell a vision, meaning you're being under, you're being put under magic, which is esoteric knowledge, which is hidden secret knowledge that the people are falling into. And a lot of people are going to say, well, not many people, you know, watch television as they used to anymore. Okay. Well, then what about the internet, which is basically television anyway? What about social media, which basically is a form of the television anyway? Isn't it broadcasting and casting spells onto you? Isn't it giving you a signal, meaning a sign, word, or device? I mean, think about it. You're holding a device with your phone, and you're, 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 you're still diving into that world that is controlled by them so anyone susceptible to this esoteric form of you know hidden knowledge what they want you to think how they want you to act 
so sure you stop watching tv but then you go and sign up for a netflix hulu amazon prime and you know hbo and then you start watching their programs what do you think is going to happen you start watching their tv programs and you think oh this is making it a better situation because it's not the news right but the same tv programs are still going to attack your subconscious mind (laughs) think about it's deep people same thing with social media no different than that and what do we see with you know the likes of youtube and social media you're seeing a rise in all of these so-called esoteric spiritual teachers enlightenment movements and new ageism it's all a branch from the indoctrination systems especially a branch from religion which we already know you know we've already talked about the history of esotericism and how it how it even came from pagan doctrine and religious ideals so it's no different than what they've been teaching you anyway but now we're starting to see an uprise in these spiritual teachers and they're leading a lot of people to the wrong past people now we're going to transition over to the dark deception behind these so-called social media influencers whether they're on youtube tiktok instagram twitter don't matter facebook and in reality these are all controlled opposition in plain sight if you really pay attention to them you know we're going to look at the deception behind these so-called spiritual gurus teachers motivational speakers dating coaches you know all of this needs to come under fire all of them are 100% evil tyrannical and wicked and are here to distract you it's all nephilim elite bloodline based people those are the ones that get the get the push those are the ones that get the fandom so we're going to transition over to the audio excerpt from the brother subtle infinity and the video is entitled the dangers of spiritual teachers and entertainers big spirit blueprints published on january 17 2022 understand that global pandemic right now as severe as it seems and it's taken over half a million lives. In spite of that, it is a small distraction from a larger trouble that's unfolding in the form of uh, loss of biodiversity, climate change, ecological uh, undoing of the planet in various ways. That is a much, much bigger problem and we are happily walking towards a disaster, not walking, pushing the world towards it. As an addendum to the last video, these two individuals are good examples of representatives of the idea of big spirit in regards to big tech, big pharma, big food, whatever it is. There's a very tangible community of what I'm calling Big Spirit. The main role that Big Spirit plays in the overall agenda is pretty much multifaceted. A lot of it is designed to dismiss other perspectives, but the big part is to downplay the depths of the storylines that are all interconnected, interwoven, 
and all a part of pretty much the same team. The other side of that is to generate this idea among the masses of people and the individuals that new age perspectives like love and light and coming together, unity, everything will change once we do something as a unified people. We will generate this utopia as people like Russell Brand constantly spat out all the time. There's we're we're capable of creating this utopia if we just come together in in love. With the video I just shared in this video, you can also see the agenda of setting the platform, setting the basis for the mainstream evolving itself into this heal itself, get better momentum involving the problems of the world that are a result of modern lifestyles adding up to things like climate change and the destroying of animals and insects and taking these perspectives puts these individuals in the driver's seat. It puts them in the seat of the superhero and the actions of the masses and the people behind the scenes are the supervillains. The main point that I make on this channel is that the superheroes and the supervillains who are all televised on the same networks are all on the same team. The supervillains are used to generate this idea in the moment so that the superheroes of the future, the artificial superheroes of the future, are used to usher in the bigger picture programs. So the supervillains are used to consume your time, distract you with what's going on in the moment. They can demonize individuals and get everybody emotionally riled up so you can vote on certain things, so you can make certain decisions, so you can feel a certain way, feel fearful, because driving your emotions will cause you to make moves in the moment more quickly. Whereas the bigger picture moves, last over time and those moves need to be brought in by people that you trust the superheroes so you have your elon musk who on one level warns you about transhumanism and ai yet pushes things like the neural link inserting technology into your brain which is transhumanism pushes these autonomous vehicles that is just creating another grid, another artificial intelligence grid, taking your power away, eventually forcing you to only go where the grid, the network that controls these autonomous vehicles, forcing you to only go wherever they let you go. This is all under the guise of for your own benefit in relation to this jab campaign that's going on which is another way to make them into the superheroes. We're doing this for your own benefit, your protection, your health and welfare, the health and welfare of your, of your grandparents, of your children. We have to do this. We have to come together and do this. Same as climate change. We have to come together and protect the earth. But in the long run, are they really taking into account what's beneficial for you? Or are you just a pawn in a bigger chess match manipulating and forcing you into certain decisions a friend of mine dealing with a dui situation has to attend these like dui classes or whatever he just told me that in order to get in the building to 
sign up for these classes, they're required that you show proof of vaccination. This was a requirement just to get into the building to attend these classes. This is how far this system is going. Next to paying you money and offering you free food to get vaccinated, all this other stuff, this is how far they want to push you into this agenda. And like I said, this is for your own benefit, right? This is for you. They work for you. This is what I've said in previous videos. It's the communities of people, the individuals who are coming from this progressive for your benefit perspective that are actually going to usher in the biggest programs of manipulation and control. It's not the bad guys that are going to bust through the door with guns blazing that are going to push these agendas that are going to last for decades and centuries. It's the politicians. It's your spiritual teachers. It's your social media influencers, your celebrities that you trust that are going to both consciously and unconsciously push and manipulate generations of people into these traps. People like Sadhguru and Ralph Smart, they're good examples of these spiritual teachers, this big spirit community, like big tech, like big pharma, who are working on different levels of interaction. And if you watch that whole video, you can tell what separates them. Sadhguru is working on a more collective interaction with the masses while Ralph Smart is more individual focused. And that's why I said these are the most dangerous because that's where they can just say and make up whatever they want. As long as it sounds good, as long as it feels good, as long as it's different from the mainstream, they can go on and on and on and on feeding these belief systems, feeding these feel-good fortune cookie phrases to the masses and these individuals. And simply because they are different, they will be pushed. They will, the one, they will be the ones who are not censored. They will be the ones who are projected into the consciousness of the masses of people so they can copy and paste, just repeat exactly what these individuals are doing, act like this individual. Even in this video, you can kind of see how Sadhguru, in a way, like, sets Ralph straight. Ralph completely, like, cowers. It's not in a respect thing. He's mostly being careful because he knows Sadhguru could just rip all of that fortune cookie shit right out of his belief systems and make him look like a fool. So he focuses only on these questions that he has prepared and doesn't really want to go into his normal spiel. And when he does, Sadhguru just cuts that shit right down. So for a couple examples, Sadhguru asks him, so are you breathing now? For To get into an, an example of something, he asked him, are you breathing now? And that was just a setup in Ralph's mind to go into his whole breathing in this good-ass prana. And of course, he couldn't miss that opportunity. So when Sadhguru, you can see the hesitation too in the video. So when Sadhguru asked him, are you breathing? You're breathing right now, right? And then he's like, uh, yes, I'm breathing in this good ass prana. He felt like a little kid saying some dumb shit in front of some old ass wise elder. <laughs> and of course, 
Sagu just chopped it all the way down. He said, yeah, well, that's your thing. But you can see how these are just catchphrases. These are just, he's an entertainer. He's a spiritual entertainer. Whereas you have Sadhguru who is like a spiritual teacher. Once you get into the idea of spirituality, you don't need teachers. Once you solidify, you're your own spiritual teacher. The spiritual entertainers and spiritual teachers are really just to reinforce your own spiritual, so-called spiritual belief systems. It's all extra, but that extra is marketable when it's put on YouTube, when it's dealing with individuals who are constantly evolving and changing you have the potential to make a profit off of something like that because there's no one fixed thing that's going to fill all the gaps that these individuals are looking for spirituality plays this role in an individual's life to act as a stepping stone from one space to another but the big spirit community what it does is it makes that stepping stone an entire foundation. It makes it expands that stepping stone into a livelihood. It expands it into a community. And since this community is based upon so-called positive feelings and positive reinforcement, as opposed to the entire world, which is just completely destructive and feels like shit to a lot of people, People are happy with being there because they don't want the alternative. They no longer resonate with who they used to be, the mainstream version of who they used to be. They are now in a community of evolved, awakened, enlightened individuals, and they just want to stay there. So anything that challenges that, this is why, this is why people in that community cannot even entertain the idea of the healing that needs to come from centuries of racism, the psychology behind all of that. They don't see that as a so-called spiritual thing that needs to be addressed because it's connected to, in their eyes, a lower vibrating version of themselves, a lower vibrating version of humanity. Race is make-believe. We're all human, so let's just move on. That's basically where they're coming from. So this is a big part of the New Age community's involvement in dismissing very tangible events that need to take place inside of individuals in order to move off of those stepping stones. There are many things and tools that are used in these New Age communities that are meant for brushing things under the rug and covering things up and just acting like they don't exist so they can focus their perspective on something that feels better. These teachers and spiritual entertainers and spiritual teachers are used to maintain that feeling. This is why Ralph, Ralph Smart is a good example of that feeling. He has those catchphrases that breathing in that good ass prana, we're out in nature, just identifying himself with things that feel good that are counter to the system. And in order to counteract that entertainment style, he very loosely and like glazes over these topics and conversations that involve deeper subjects, but he won't go deep into them. He'll just reference them to keep people from addressing the fact that 
he's not addressing them. It's very similar to like in that video where Ralph Smart asked Sad Guru about the pandemic. He quickly goes into the climate change. Well, these are bigger problems that we need to focus on. This is a distraction from this thing. Is that not true? No, of course not. It's obviously, it's a distraction. But what he calls what we should be focusing on, that in itself is also a distraction. Not only a distraction, but part of a bigger manipulative program. So so-called spiritual teachers speak on information that involves the larger scale masses of people keeping those individuals on a big stepping stone while people like Teal Swan, Ralph Smart, and Russell Brand keep people on their individual stepping stone. Another good example in that interview to see the difference between the two is when Ralph does start to speak about something, he starts talking about, oh, well, the universe does this, and Sadhguru immediately cuts that down. Well, don't involve the universe. Like, who are you to be speaking from the perspective of the universe? And that's not even what I'm talking about right here. He says, we're talking about the people, the actions of the people. Don't involve the universe. That's a big part of the New Age community involving these very abstract concepts like the universe doing things. It's an easy thing to just say, well, the universe is doing this or the universe did that. Since there's a huge amount of narcissism in the New Age community, the universe plays a big part in deflecting responsibility of these individuals and the community in general. If there's issues or situations that the community isn't dealing with, they can just write it all off on the universe. Same thing goes with the individual. Something's going on in your life. Oh, well, the universe did this. Well, we should just move on. Do a little meditation. Ooh, that feels good. Do some yoga. Ooh, that feels good. Now I'm in a mode of feeling good. I can just move on. The day's over. I can start the next day. Now we're in another thing. We'll just address whatever comes on in this situation from that perspective now. And they just use their spiritual tool belt to address these very personal situations to deflect and in many cases pass the responsibility off on something else or somebody else. And once we get into that mode of utilizing these distractions as part of our reality, like the universe, it becomes a part of how we interact with the world in general. So we start to create this relationship with our creator, with the universe, with this multidimensional future and past life version of ourselves, all these things that are out there that are very entertaining for our consciousness, for our focus. We expand upon something that is extra. So like an individual who was commenting on the last video presented a question relating to our creator saying something like, if we were created, then isn't it our purpose to acknowledge our creator? Pretty much just complicating, like overcomplicating the experience in general. The very nature of how we perceive this experience is an illusion. Your mind has to develop the way you calculate what's going on in this reality. Your eyes, you're not actually seeing things. When you explain something, you're not explaining what it is. 
you're using this rudimentary vocabulary language to explain certain things, but it'll never be what it is. Your name doesn't explain who you are. Your so-called race doesn't explain who you are, what you are, your people. No, it can never explain. It can never envelop the essence of whatever it is that you're addressing, defining. So that's why my response to that question of acknowledging our creator started off with the illusion. Any, any kind of illusion is an illusion. Illusion is illusion is illusion. And where did this idea of purpose come from? These are all belief systems An acknowledgement, so-called acknowledgement of a creator is still just a product of the mind. And if we get into the acknowledging of a creator, isn't it possible that something like that could actually do more harm than any good? Like I said, you'll never be able to envelop whatever that is. So in going into that storyline and in going into that relationship with your own experience, you very much have the potential of downgrading who and what you are because you are trying to define something that is bigger than you. All of this coming from the complexities of the mind with the limitations of the mind to complexify, to get into the extreme complexities of trying to conceive something beyond this experience. The downside to that is that you can generate belief systems, religions, entire communities of people who are now buying into these beliefs, buying into these limitations. And when you look at things like religious war, we'll go to war, we'll destroy people because of these belief systems and use those belief systems to justify actions and behaviors that have nothing to do with the original thought, that have nothing to do with the morals or the vibration of the original beliefs. They've taken that energy and repurposed it for something far worse. So why overcomplicate these perspectives with these illusions? It's exactly the same thing, religious wars. It's no different than spiritual teachers preaching to you that we need to come together and unify to fight climate change. They don't want to deal with the causes. They don't want to face the individuals, the intelligence behind these events, behind these interconnected programs that are working years and decades in the future. No, their only use is to control and manipulate you right now. This is what these spiritual teachers are. This is what these spiritual entertainers are. This is what big spirit is overall. It's designed to maintain your distraction, your positively reinforced distraction to work in contrast to the negatively reinforced distraction that is the mainstream media, Hollywood, the education system, so on and so forth. Your shitty lifestyle is the negative reinforcement to push you into, to make you run into the open arms of spiritual teachers and communities like the new age community. And once you get there, they have you, they have you locked in that ball of trust, that world of love and light and community working towards a better tomorrow, a utopian future, a place where 
we as humanity are free. So they spout all these fortune cookie things like stay free, Russell Brand constantly telling you that we as a people need to work towards a utopia, we could do it, stay free, infinite waters, pretty much preaching to the kindergarten, the, the, the initial entries into the new age community, then once they grow up, they can get into the sad gurus. And if they want to get back into dealing hands-on with the community, then they can start sprinkling in a little Russell Brand and watching a little Joe Rogan and seeing how Joe Rogan is in communication with Russell Brand and see what sad guru is talking about. And for those of you who are a little uncomfortable about me even talking about sad guru and these so-called spiritual teachers, like I said, you really want to know a deeper perspective of my perspective on the overall involvement of spiritual teachers in these sinister programs. Just listen to or watch some, some video footage of the perspectives of UG Krishnamurti. He breaks it down far deeper than I am right now. And he did it years and years and years ago. But if you have any question about someone like Sadhguru, and I, I was on the fence for Sadhguru for a long time because, like I said, these individuals, these teachers, they're not necessarily lying to you. They're not telling you things that aren't true completely. There is much benefit in what they're saying. But the interaction, the storyline is far more complex than what comes out of their mouth. It's the relationship with their bigger community. It's their relationship with you. It's the relationship with that bigger community has with you as an individual and as the mass, the mass of people. Those relationships, those conversations don't get discussed. And in that not discussing, and this, this spills over, like I've said in previous videos, this spills over into the truther community. Truthers, individual truthers are doing the same thing as people like Ralph Smart. They deal with the individuals. They keep people consumed in the never-ending storylines that come in every day from the mainstream media and the ever-expanding ever wealth of information that you can talk about. You can talk about any perspective for hours upon hours. You can debate. Everybody's going to have so many different perspectives. And these will be very smart, very intelligent individuals with very positive perspectives. But you're spinning wheels. You're consuming time, getting people vested into a community of dismissiveness and distraction. The very nature of that spiral is destructive because it's holding people there under the guise of helping them move forward. Much respect to the brother Subtle Infinity for his continued work on deep perspectives and doing his best to look at all sides of the coin, you know, and that's why I say you got to be careful of all this so-called esoteric knowledge because a lot of people will listen to a brother like Subtle Infinity and say, well, all he's doing is giving an opinion, but no, you got to be able to think deeper on 
what's being presented to you and from whom. And we need to start relying on ourselves. Just like the brother said in the video right at the beginning, we need to be our own spiritual teachers. You, you shouldn't have somebody that leads you. The only, the only spiritual teacher that I personally have is the Most High. And, you know, the Most High will then give me the ability to find the right brothers and sisters in the truth to learn from. And those same brothers and sisters in the truth can learn from me and vice versa. And that's how it is each one teach one. That's how we all add our own piece to the puzzle to figure out what's going on here. You know, all the brothers and sisters that I share in the truth, they, they will say the same thing about making the creator the most high your own specific teacher and not depending on so-called spiritual teachers or esoteric knowledge or practices to be what drives you like i said earlier even just with gamatria and certain truthers in the community i'm starting to see the gatekeeping i've been seeing the gatekeeping for quite some time but now with where we are in the world and with how everything's sped up and what actually needs to be prioritized I, you can definitely see it clear as day. You can definitely see it clear as day. Everything with, you know, esoteric knowledge is always going to be found typically outside of you. Yeah, I'm not against deep thinking and gathering of information and understanding how the enemy works, the elite works, and using it to our advantage. I mean, we use technology to our advantage, right? Technology, computer, internet is esoteric, right? So obviously there's ways to benefit from it, but what I want to hammer home is the importance of being careful about it, not getting too deep into it and understanding where this esoteric knowledge and principles come from. It's from the fallen angels, the elites, the bloodlines, the same ones that gave us the indoctrination systems of education, financial, finance, government, healthcare, and religion. So we must be mindful. Continue to think deep, dive deep, but be mindful of what's around us and what we're taking in. And I wish you all the best. Peace and blessings to all of the righteous men and women of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who've been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High, and to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled. And may you have peace of mind all of your days, along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. Peace.